Hi, my name is Miranda Kristofnikov. I'm a TV broadcaster and presenter, and I'm with Gemma and Ian on the Big Scuba podcast. Welcome. Hello, and welcome back to the Big Scuba podcast. We're back, everybody. Hello. Hello. Do you think you're going to join me then, Gemma? <laughs> the episodes just march on. This is a good one, again, because we've got Miranda, a very passionate diver about UK diving, and she is a really great person to talk to, and, you know, loves the diving, loves all the things, you know, diving around the Farne Islands, Lundy, you name it. A great, great ambassador for the sport. Yeah, and for UK diving, definitely. And UK diving, yeah, it is. Let's talk about UK diving. So, Gemma, you passed your open water a couple of weeks ago. Woohoo! <laughs> a round of applause there for you. Thank you. And um, as your dive master, we got you back in one piece. You're a great dive master. Yes. So <laughs> I'll pay for that compliment later. You know, <laughs> so that must be that bill must be racking up. Oh, it's mounting up. Pounds? Right. Okay. Twelfth right, of July, I qualified. Say so twelfth of July. Yeah, yeah so that's brilliant. And you've done that with Crystal Seas in Norwich? Crystal Seas, yep. Yeah, so I did five dives over the two days. And then I've done a offshore dive at the Rosalie Wreck in North Norfolk. Way Your first there. shore dive? Yep. Yeah, so Monday I did Dost Hill Quarry. Uh, that's up near Tamworth. So I did my dive seven and eight. and we Nearly had, double figures. I know. And then we had the we had the company of Andy and Richard from Mares and SSI. That was really good, wasn't it? It was really good. It to, was. It's amazing. Um, try some different kit. We tried some. You, know, you tried a different mask, didn't you? Yeah, BCD and dive computer mask. Yeah, so it's a bit of a revelation yeah. about. Uh, did you try some regulators as well? Yeah, new regulators. You did. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I tried their wing as well, which was really and good. Fins. Yeah, and fins. Yeah. yeah. Um, although, you know, I'm still in love with my force fins, but they're good to test, and that was very nice uh, for the guys to bring that along. It was a good day. Uh, Dost Hill, really like that. First time we've been to Dost Hill. Uh, hello, you guys um, who run Dost Hill. Yeah, um, amazing visibility. It was just, yeah. Beautiful. Chilled out yeah. place, beautiful location. Yeah. So if you're in the UK and you are around the Birmingham Midlands type area, uh, or even a bit further south, uh, look up Dost Hill. You know, uh, really good dive site, lovely clear water, loads of big fish. Do you see all the fish? Yeah, and it's amazing going along the wall of the quarry and just looking at the wall and having a point of contact a visual contact which was great for a new diver yeah yeah didn't get that good did <laughs> no can see well when i qualified it was just like <sighs> less than a meter that's it yeah. yeah but yeah very fortunate to uh, experience dost hill and yeah thank you to the people that made it happen so along with Mares support, we've had fourth element that have supplied me with a amazing dry suit um, oh, no, so I have, I have my own dry suit now <laughs> and undergarments all from fourth element. So I have my dry suit, my leggings, my uh, long sleeve top, my vest and socks. 
socks, uh, hood, gloves, all from Fourth Element. So I'm going to be trialing those out. Uh, as soon you as look toasty in, in that suit. I know it feels toasty even without being in the water. So. Yeah, you know, you know, you're not meant to actually. You know, you, you know, you are meant to actually take it off. You're not meant to actually sleep <laughs> like in it and the house go work in it. And yeah, yeah. So it's an amazing, um, yeah. And thank you so much to Fourth Element for supporting me. That's yeah. It is. It's brilliant. It's very and amazing. It, and it's like our patrons um, who very kindly help us. You know, that covers some of the costs. Uh, it's uh, without these brilliant brands, these brilliant companies who very kindly have helped us uh, along the way um, you know it does help make the, all these things uh, possible help us make these podcasts possible it makes um, diving possible and yeah. you know it just helps all the ends meet up and somehow work don't they so uh, thank you so much for fourth element and Myres. I think we should also say Hello to Blue O2, um, who are always really good, um, really supportive when we speak to them. Hello to our friends over in uh, Greenfins and the Reef World, who you know always uh, got kind words and supportive as we are their outreach partner. So you know they're 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 great brands. So I really appreciate them being involved and in making these podcasts happen. Really. So and I don't think we could. Um, it'd be a lot harder to do it without them so yeah so big thank you well enormous thank you yeah so, uh, and you'll be seeing Gemma's dry suit and thermals and yeah all the gear Mare's BCD and the gear and, and I've got a Mare's computer as well as that's oh yeah I forgot about the dive computer yeah, yeah so, so uh, yeah. But loads of little bits and pieces to uh, test out you know so uh, over the course of the of your diving journey um, we'll, be, we'll be putting that on YouTube reviewing seeing what you think so apart from that I think that is time for us to get on to yeah let's fly meet, meet Miranda so hello Miranda Scuba podcast. Hi there, how are you guys? All right, very well, thank you. Good, good. So, thank you for joining us on Zoom. Really good of you. It's a wrong way of doing a snack, really. I feel we ought to be immersed in water. Unfortunately, not. So, do you want to tell all our listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so uh, my name is Miranda Kristofnikov and I do a lot of presenting uh, above and below the waves. So I kicked off my presenting career in the UK by um, working as wreck detective. And then I went on to do uh, a lot of diving and the coast. Um, and then that uh, moved on the one show, uh, again, some land based as well. Um, and I'm just anything passionate about British diving in here and also to try and get young people diving, to try and open up the diving world. So younger, they were eight. Um, and I think, you know, and I, it took me eight to, I was 18 before I started to learn to dive. So I think it's quite exciting that diving is so accessible. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, so, well, my name's Gemma and I'm a virtual non-diver. I literally started my open water journey January time and then was about to do my open water qualification in April. No, stop. <laughs> I know, I finished my theory in the pool. I still have the dry suit orientation to do. And then I was ready to go, but yeah, lockdown happened. 
So it is now booked for July. I think 11th and 12th of July so fingers crossed yes that's um so obviously I've got, got to know Ian and it kind of rubbed off on me and thought well I'll give it a go and yeah that's that's why I started diving I've not considered it at any point in the past really although I do like I live right on the beach so I'm I love the beach and paddle boarding swimming so it's just Hopefully it'll be a natural progression to going under the water as well as being on top of it. It will be. And paddle boarding is like the thing to do at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, it's really... we love it. Oh yeah, so do we. Yeah, the kids absolutely love paddle. So yeah, it's a big celebrity sport as well, isn't it? So yeah, keep seeing pictures of Jennifer Aniston looking thin and trim on her paddle boards. <laughs> we do it in the UK though. <laughs> yeah, so, so that's me. So, um... Uh, so I'm Ian and uh, I've been a dive master and a diver for about, about five years. Um, dive master for that last sort of two, three years of that. Uh, got two kids and got them into the start of diving. Uh, we all sort of dive our, our local dive centre and um, really enjoyed doing the dive master work, getting, uh, getting to meet new people and helping them getting that getting started on their diving journey as as it were you know uh and like Gemma um also really enjoyed getting out there with the kayak especially around our Norfolk coast some beautiful yeah. coastlines around this way and um especially up like uh, North Norfolk where all the seals are uh, yeah. it's just nice just getting out get, getting up there really uh, and do that and we meet friends out there as well and you know it's really nice thing and it's nice to get your kids involved as well yeah. there's loads of places um, and it, even on the broads uh, having them really close by uh, my uh, son and daughter they but they, they they love it you know getting out onto the river and seeing what creatures you find and the bugs and snorkeling and all these sort of things so it's, it's really great and it's great that you can uh, start a uh, thing about diving is you know, so it's such a social sport that you can get people involved you can uh, see them move on through their journey you can get your kids involved you know you know show them all these like bugs and all these things that all live in our waters and all this exciting stuff so I think that's a brilliant thing about what diving and diving in the UK um, yeah, it's right on our doorstep it is and always an adventure you never yeah. know in the CDU. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. So, where are you based at the moment? So, I live just outside Bristol. So, uh, my coastline is um, Clevedon and Western Supermare, which I have to say, oh. we don't dive. It's too murky. So, I suppose my nearest dive sites are um, South Coast. So, going down to that sort of really. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not too bad. And I, um, I learned to dive at university. But that's that's yeah. how it was a great thing, you know. I don't I don't know if I would have tried it had it not been on offer there. But um, it looked like an attractive position. And it was, was that part of your course that you were doing? You know, it wasn't actually. So I did biology, and there was a heavy emphasis on the environment. I suppose just because of where we live, right by the Seven Estuary. Um, but you weren't. You know, I mean, a lot of biologists did learn to dive. All this, but I suppose it was something that I, in the back of my mind, I'd always wanted to do. And, um, you know, at Freshers Week, you know, you just see all those stands and what you could do. And the two things that I really wanted to do, one was hot air ballooning um, and the other was scuba diving. And I always remember there was, there was some quite attractive guys in the queue for <laughs> <the> scuba diving. 
I got <laughs> chatting to a couple of vets and they were signing up. So I thought, you know, I'll just sign up because you look quite nice <laughs> and I'd quite like to meet you. So I, I like your theory. <laughs> well, I was going to say pool training, mouth to mouth resuscitation, going up and down the pool, you know. <laughs> yeah. Shocking. I know. Shouldn't be allowed, but that was good. <laughs> really good. Very sociable, a lot of drinking going on. So um, wow. and some trips organised. And um, yeah, and also I think that was why I love uh, the UK so much and the diving. All my early diving in the UK. And it was a real revelation a few years later to finally go somewhere like the Reds. Um, but I feel very firmly, okay, rather than learning, you know, you mm. sort of grow up with everything, aren't you? Uh, or you mm. get used to the fact that everything. And um, then... Yeah, I don't think the UK is necessarily a letdown, but it's just different. And, no. it's really and I'm really, really pleased I learned with Beza, um, yeah. had the training that I did. I, I, I agree. You know, I think um, there's some beautiful places to see around the UK and it offers a whole different type. You look at the Farne Islands, you know, it's an amazing yeah. place. Places that I'm going to be talking about, actually, I hope. <laughs> it is. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I, I love it up there, you know. And do you know what? I love the whole experience from the, the the getting up there, the diving, the B&Bs, the whole thing. The, yeah. the seals, the puffing. Uh, it's an extraordinary place. And the landscapes are just absolutely amazing. But you also, you know, with um, the Red Sea, you know, let's, let's talk about the Red Sea for a, moment, a minute. You know, you think about all the colours and stuff like that, you see. It, it's hard to, to really compare the two because if you only dive like the Red Sea on a liverboard, you'd miss all these great things in the UK. Yeah. And likewise, if you only dive the UK, you'd miss what great fun it is being on a liverboard out in the Red Sea and how they look after you, uh, the dive and the wrecks and things like that. And, you know, uh, we're in partnership with uh, one, you know, really great company called Blue O2. And that's great that we can, you know, be partnered with them. Uh, and they got great Liverpool, so I think it's there's a there's a, a time for both, you know. And um, at the moment, with us in lockdown, you know, yeah. now's a good time. If you were going to go for a walk and you only ever walked in woodland or you only ever walked on a coastal, you just would never appreciate all the other places that you can go, all the other habitats and all the yeah. you know, wealth of wildlife. So, um, you know, I don't like to get stuck in a rut. I love variety, And I think actually yeah. the UK does offer you a huge amount of variety. Mm. But not that I'd ever get bored diving a coral reef every day of my life. I'm sure that's not possible. But I do love the different habitats that we've got here. I love the challenges as well. And I love the yeah. fact that you see um and some of the best animal encounters i've ever had have been in uk waters rather than diving yeah. so. i think one thing I've, i noticed was um having dived in the farn islands and uh experienced just how uh friendly they are to divers and how they come up to you you know they, they're trying to test your fins and all this sort of stuff if you snorkel up at somewhere like um north norfolk coast they, it's a total different reaction. They don't know what anyone is in the water. They keep away, and that's fair enough, you know. Yeah. There's quite there, there's quite a stark difference between the animals. Why that is whether that you know there's something about the group of seals up in the farns that are just more naturally inquisitive. Was it passed on from generation to generation? You know something. I are with 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 social mammals you know you learn by watching your mum do something so if your mum interacted with the diver 
you know, then it's okay for you to do it. And maybe the one in Norfolk and, and, and elsewhere, just because it's not like there's less diver, you know, activity necessarily. It's just no. that they don't choose to interact. And then if you go to Lundy and um, down in Cornwall as well, there are lots of friendly seals down there. But there's something no. about the farm one that are especially inquisitive. And I don't know if that, we put that down to people like Ben Burville, who seems to spend his entire life diving with the seals and putting it all on YouTube and Twitter. Um, but I've dived with him up there. And I think that's when people ask me about my best animal encounter or favorite, um, it, that comes up top pretty mm. much every time. Yeah. You can top having um, a social air breathing mammal coming up to you and pretty much hugging. All yeah. And, and as you were saying, in you know, just testing or you know, pulling this and biting this and trying to pull your mask off, sort of thing. Yeah. And it's just utterly incredible the the sort of the relationship you can have with a creature like that in the yeah. water. Uh, and they're utterly baffled by <laughs> why we need all these tubes and hoses and everything like that, you know. Um, and so much fun. And I don't think you can beat that. You can go anywhere around the world and dive with any other animal, and I don't think you can beat doing no. that. With mm. the seals. Yeah. No, that, that is... That is Gemma, you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Your bucket list. <laughs> yeah, you know what? So, Farn Islands won't be too far away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Centre yeah. twice a year, so fingers crossed it will all work out and start happening soon. Yeah. <laughs> so talk about the lockdown for a minute. Um, how have you managed to keep busy? How, how did you manage to keep busy? Yeah, busy in a different way. So I've got two children at home, um, so... Yeah, I've um, been doing a homeschooling and, and trying to keep an 11 year old boy uh, interested in maths and English is really challenging. So schooling just is just, you know, the amount we've yeah. learned every day on the curriculum. But then actually, I think that's where nature's really come into its own for us and our family is actually we've had this amazing weather. You know, so we go out on nature walks and with the dog and we're lucky we've got a big garden. And so we've done a lot of wildlife watching and that has stimulated the children no end. I mean, we're quite lucky where we are, um, the variety of uh, wildlife that we've got mm. um, a kestrel nest box with a camera in watching. Oh, wow. So they lay their five eggs at Easter and we hatch in the hatching and they're just about ready to fledge. We literally about five or six days left and they're all right at the edge of the box of looking at <laughs> doing this and sort of posturing and flapping and all that sort of thing. It's really exciting. So things like that have really helped and just watching like we've got lots of we've got two families of woodpeckers. We've got a family of green and a family of great spotted and they're all wow. feeding their fledglings at the moment. And that's just fascinating. And we could watch that for hours. That is definitely more interesting than English. In English comprehension and yeah. fronted still an education sort of thing. So we've it's done quite a bit of that, yeah, yeah. which has been yeah. great. And paddleboarding, <laughs> which is oh my god, I'm so glad we've got paddleboards. I just love it. And and where we are here, we've got canals, we've got rivers, we've got the sea. We're really, really lucky um, that we've got lots of different places to go. And again, the wildlife that you can see. Yeah. Kingfishers, otters, you know, swans and cygnets, all sorts of things, lovely clean rivers to swim in and, you know, for the kids to have some fun and realise that, yeah, this is probably never going to happen again. So let's just no, so make the most of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah maybe the learning's gone out of the window. Noticed, like, I, I noticed like, on a few occasions it seemed like even things like deer were more, um, uh, more out in the open because there was less traffic. Yeah. on the roads and things of, of an yeah. evening totally be, yeah 
yeah. made quite a difference. It's like been that. a massive change in wildlife, and it'll be very interesting to look at all the statistics is all over about the effects. I mean, some of them are obvious. Um, and we're all, we're all out there a bit more watching stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're there to see the deer that are being that much of as well. Yeah. Um, you know, we've spotted more wildlife in the garden, but I don't know that there is more wildlife. I just think that we've been all, you know, sitting around watching it a bit more instead of running kids to school or them being at school. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think, and that has been lovely. I think we've all, in our family, we've all connected the natural world. And I hope that's the same for a lot of other people looking at social media and how much is out there about the natural world and how good it is for us and you know, great therapy when you're having a bad day go for a walk and exactly yeah better aren't you really so with with um, with any bad with any bad sort of situation there's always got to be a positive somewhere and i think um you know if that's one of the positives that's a good one to take and hopefully we'll learn a little bit from it really and you know exactly. um, i like to call it a reset really yes yeah. yeah i think it is time. i think there've been a number of resets for for a lot of us haven't there about you know mm. the, way we work, the way we travel the way we shop um you know how we're going to organize our lives in the future how we interact with our family and definitely our relational world i think will will look for a lot of us and i hope as you say you know for the better for all of yeah. us so have you actually been diving at all no. not yet no <laughs> it seems like everywhere's starting open it now um so no i haven't and in fact our local quarry i think opens up in about a week's time so i'll probably be really sad because i was i was like oh i'd only go there for training but i might just go there for a dive anyway yeah, um, which one is it so that's bobster oh right yeah yeah so where the kids are going to be paddleboarding i might just um i mean we're quite lucky we've got a big pond in our we swim in so i have been in the water you know we've been we've been we took our masks and snorkels when we've been paddleboard snorkeling yeah. around yeah. Uh, we have all been underwater, but just not properly diving. <laughs> um, yeah, and who knows what's going to happen, you know, in the summer. Obviously, it'll be UK diving. Um, mm. Definitely way up anywhere. Um, yeah. But I think that's great, actually. Hopefully great for the UK diving. Yeah, and I think, you know, if, if it will be beneficial for the UK as anything is to show people what diving is out there and just, you know, sort of open their eyes up again to yeah, what we have around our coastline. So with your diving, how how many sort of levels have you got up or what qualifications have you done? So um well it depends I mean I've had to do various qualifications in order to do certain so I mean my diving qualifications were, were fairly basic to sort of start off water diving um and then obviously nitrox because that's useful um and then um i had to do um a deep dive for a rec show and so i'm trimix trained as well um done a bit of rework and i've done a bit of cavern and cave diving as well so i've sort of got various different qualifications but right. often you do them just for a project and then you might not do you know i haven't dived in a cave for for years so um you know if i had to do that again i'd definitely have to go and do some refreshing uh, actually that's what i'm quite looking forward to is just actually with my son is starting at secondary school in september looking forward to a little bit more free time i can actually go back and do some refresher courses and do some more challenging diving as well line if you, um and it's i'm sure you understand Ian, you know with, with kids life is so busy and you don't really have a lot of time for yourself and you're sort of you know, you're not really planning. Uh, it's more reactionary, some of your life. <laughs> so I think now I'm sort of thinking about, right, I have a bit more time coming up. So what do I really want to do? So um, definitely more challenging diving and more challenging training. Just mm -hmm. 
to you know because you can coast along a little bit can't you and if everything's just fairly straightforward and easy you can lose key skills quite easily um, if you don't keep honing them and refreshing them and something i'm really looking forward to um, is just doing a little bit more have you got something in mind particularly no i was gonna i was gonna literally look at the list of courses that i could do and think right yeah what's going to be most useful um what challenges do i want where am i likely to be diving where that's most useful as well because so much of the the diving i do is with a camera crew uh i've got quite lazy so i actually want to go yeah. back how i used to dive a little for recreation and back to basics a bit yeah yeah absolutely so but that's just the way it's the way it's happened really something wrong with it i think it's important in life to to keep challenging yourself um i think it is very easy say to just coast um especially yeah. if you're yeah. kids and work and all these different things and i've definitely got to the point where i think right i need more challenges in my life and i've just started um horse riding and um very challenging and utterly exhilarating and i'm absolutely loving it and so um it's you know the diving is just round round the corner need a bit more in the day so um, yeah, that was the thing I started before lockdown. Yeah. Riding. <laughs> I know. Really, you just started horse riding as well. Brilliant. Oh, well, you can talk about horse riding then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that you could do during lockdown. Did you carry on? During no, lockdown? no, that stopped as well. Not sure. Yeah, so, but it has. I think they're doing one to ones now, so that's all starting to get going. Yeah, yeah, it's just fitting it all in now. It is. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no time for a job. No, no, not at all. So, how many? Um, how many log dives have you you've got? I stopped logging my dives ages ago. That's what I thought. And stuff, I just don't. So, I mean, I probably, I, had, I think I had about 500 um, just sort of recreational dives before I started diving for, for TV. And then I, I don't, there's always so much going on. And I get back into my hotel room at the end of the night and I thought to watch. Do you not ever think, not look back sometimes, think, oh, I wish I'd yes. you know, made a note? Or... <laughs> I mean, there are some, there's some that I have to log the TV work, but there's others who random. So I don't know. I've, I don't know. It's about, you know, not, not million, not millions, not thousands, but enough. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so we, our podcast is aimed from non-divers all the way through, right through to really uh, experienced and technical divers, you know, like, like yourself. And uh, so, but for our non-divers, do you have any, you know, non-divers like Gemma, um, who people are now thinking about starting up, the lockdown is behind us, and they're looking to, to start up. What Any advice would, could you give to anybody? Yeah. Um, so for me, I think there's a lot of people who, who they sort of stand out on a beach and they look out of the ocean and they see this monochromatic sort of massive blue that they may jump in and swim in. But they have no idea of the variety of the waves. And I, I you know, vividly remember my very first dive in Pembrokeshire, sort of in the shadow of Skomer Island, and just putting my head underwater for the first time and seeing the colours of the seaweed and the numbers of different types of crabs and fishes. And, you know, we were in six metres of water in a, in a sheltered bay. And there was so much to see. So anybody with any interest in particularly the marine world or natural history there is so much to see and so much to learn and it's yes it's challenging but you know it's 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 safe it's um i don't know it 
it's just it's just another world i know it sounds really corny but it really no, it's is true. It's so much to see um and also especially i mean you know i, I will bang on about our, our coastline until the cows come home i love diving in the uk and please don't be put off by people telling you it's cold people telling you there's nothing to see people telling you it's murky yes sometimes th those three d things do apply but more often than not, you know, that's amazing life to see. Um, the visibility is good. And yeah, okay, yeah, it is a bit chilly. I can't deny that one. But just put up with it because it's the, the rewards are just yeah. incredible. And you will be blown away by the things that you see. You would never think that we've got seahorses. I mean, the seahorses, the numbers of seahorse encounters are, you know, really escalating uh, this year. That's really exciting. The fact that you can go and dive with a friendly seal or a friendly dolphin or... Yeah just bimble around in the seaweed i mean it's it's amazing so um it's transformed my life as well just yes. being able to scuba dive you know knowing there's this whole uh habitat underwater that i had really very little idea about and just yeah just unbelievable yeah that's so, good. yeah, <laughs> yeah. So have you noticed much difference from when you first started diving to the people that are coming into diving again part of the podcast is to encourage well, women try scuba diving because it has been quite male orientated. So, have I you noticed? Absolutely, I, I really would. Um, so, I think one of your questions um, was about who would you love to to dive with again, and uh, so um, I would like to resurrect a lady who I dived with at the university. So, uh, our university club was amazing. We had this group of dedicated one evening a and, and sometime at weekend for training and they never got paid for any of it. I have no idea where they wanted to spend their time with a whole smelly students, but um, there was this one lovely couple and this, this particularly this lady and she was the first female woman that I ever dived with because all my dive training and all my initial dives were all with guys. And it's just a different way of diving when you dive with another woman. And I know this, <laughs> it's not, nothing sexist in it. It's just, just how it is, you know. I think we need to look after each other a little bit more. I think they tend to share it, stuff underwater a little bit more. She would point out stuff to me much more on a dive rather than me following somebody and just doing what they did. It was very sharing and she, everything she saw, she wanted to share with me. Um, and it was a quieter, calmer way of diving. We weren't on a mission to get from A to B. We were just there for a lovely, you know, like a walk in the park sort of thing to see what we were going to see. Um, and so, uh, and yeah, so going back, so there were definitely, I, I felt very much um, that I was a woman in a man's world back then. Mm. There weren't that many people, not many women diving, especially, there were quite a lot of women learning to dive. But when you look at people who were training and then subsequently people I've worked with, it's so male dominated. And mm. I know that if you look at the statistics worldwide, it's more even, but certainly within the UK, it's still that way. And I don't really know why, but it's like one of those things, you know, cycling has become a big thing recently, but we, we were yeah. counting female cyclists versus male cyclists the other day. And it was like about one in 20. So it's just one of those sports that just maybe attracts blokes more than, than women. Um, you know, I don't think there's much apart from the, the one thing that put women off is that changing in car parks. You come out of your, your dive and you've dumped all your kit <laughs> by your car and you've got to strip off in the car park in front of everybody. So uh, <laughs> you have to, I know, but then you go and invest in one of those like Robbie Robe things, you know, which is oh, this yeah, yeah. howling thing that hits the floor with a big hood on it and you can <laughs> bra up and do all that stuff when nobody sees, which is great. 
but I didn't have one of those when I learned to dive, unfortunately. But, um, <laughs> not the one to put on the list. <laughs> the only thing that I think should put women off. Otherwise, why not? Why do, I don't. I don't understand it. But, um, but I think yeah, we need more women to train more women to dive. Um, mm. Really made a difference diving with another woman. And even when I'm filming now, if there's another, if there's a, it's like a female safety diver the whole vibe just feels different. It's not that they're any better, they're just different and maybe a bit more understanding. <laughs> if I've come out and I'm really cold and you know, and tired and I just need a cup of tea, I've got a cup of tea in my hand straight away before I'm asked to do anything. Whereas the blokes are like, oh you, yeah, you can get on with it, sort yourself out sort of thing. So, I like being looked after, I don't think it's a bad thing. And blokes don't understand, that most blokes don't understand the uh, long hair problems either. Yeah, I know. Because I put my, I, I help my daughter who's got long hair and I'm like, she asked me to put a mask on for her. Yeah. And, you know, I'm like, oh, I know it's pulling the hair and it's like trying to get the hair on. So, so she's like, I'll, I'll take it. And the big uh, full face masks that we use, of course, they've got straps. So they've got five straps. And then you just pull, the only way of pulling the strap is by pulling your hair as well. So by the end of the summer, I tend to, I end up with this sort of little fuzzy bits of hair all the way around. There. And it's, it's just one of those things. I don't really care. It's not it's like putting a hood on, I've just, just, because I've been snorkeling yeah. with a hood on. And it's just like, oh my God. <laughs> I think that's probably what puts women off. It's just, you never look attractive in diving gear. Hair <laughs> everywhere. It's just <laughs> in my wetsuit and I look anything but. So um, I'm not trying to impress anymore. Let's talk about the One Show and your involvement with the One Show. You know, one of the UK's biggest uh, shows, especially uh, mainstream. Yeah. Um, you know, how long have you been a presenter for the One Show? This is my 12th year. Really? I know, it feels like an eternity. It's brilliant. And it's been amazing, actually, because um, we've been able to showcase the best of British wildlife uh, and all the topical stories and then just go everywhere around the British Isles going to see, you know, we filmed seahorses, we filmed um, basking sharks, we've done the grey scenes up in the Farne Islands, we filmed friendly dolphins, we've done shipwrecks, we've done all sorts of things. And it's just been an absolute joy. Um, and what I love about the one show is that um, you are bringing those stories to an audience who maybe wouldn't turn on to Springwatch or a David Attenborough programme. Um, yeah. And they're just, you know, and you're just giving them a little snippet, a little taster of stuff. Um, hopefully a little message. I mean, not always, but we're trying obviously to talk about conservation and, um, you know, we did a piece on ghost netting. Um, I think most people have probably never heard about ghost netted that on the one show. Um, and so all these sort of things, and that's, it's great. I just think it's, it's really accessible. Sometimes we get um, a little bit of uh, people comment, oh yeah, maybe it's dumbed down a little bit. It's, you know, it's not very scientific, but actually I just, I'm, I'm all about making the natural world accessible to everybody. And if that makes slightly simplifying a message, I think that's okay. Good, you have to. So, yeah. yeah, I don't think I don't think we do actually, but sometimes we get critics of that. But I think if you, if you did, or if you did, I, th I don't think that'd be a bad thing because I, I think if otherwise, um, you'd lose a whole load of people who don't understand and don't know, and yeah. you can say, right, you know, this is what's going on in the world, and this is what's going on in your doorstep. Yeah. And it might inspire people then to, you know, go on and try diving or look into doing studies into, you know, the biology of the world. So, yeah, it's, yeah. it's all about inspiring people uh, yeah. at the end of the day. Um, 
it's not for me yeah telly is entertainment but i really want people to be inspired to go and try some of the we've tried to go and visit revisited um and so hopefully you know i mean we do get feedback which is lovely you know you get the odd email somebody says oh yeah i watched you dive on the one show or coast or whatever and it's inspired me to take up scuba diving and you know that gives me a real thrill you know that's yeah. like my job well done um so yeah and i'm very lucky I'm, I'm incredibly lucky that i've been given these opportunities um and it's all just sort of laid out on a plate for me which is really great so yeah it's been fun do, do you get any input do you do they say to you you know we've got we've got a couple of ideas but what do they give you sort of what's the word producer input? yeah, yeah. i mean it's a bit it's a, it's a team collaboration always uh, sometimes we react to a, you know, a story that's uh, on the news. Um, sometimes it's building up a relationship with a contributor over many years, uh, somebody you know really well. Um, and sometimes, you know, I'll be able to bring something else to the story that maybe they hadn't heard of before, just an experience that I've had, for example. I mean, often it's like, have you ever dived with a, an undulate ray before a bar yeah. And most of the answer is no. Yeah, let, let me do it for the first time. So mm -hmm. uh, I'm often experiencing first time. I did undulate rays at Chesil Beach last year, which was amazing. And that is a real thrill um, to be diving in the UK and still uh, seeing more. That is, that is why it's so exciting. So there's still stuff out there that even we don't know about. Um, yeah. So yeah, re really great. Really the best thing. We were um, talking to the guys from the Galapagos uh, the other day, and it was absolutely just fascinating uh, hearing about some of the things that they've they've been involved in. And there's so much we don't know. Um, the other fascinating thing about the marine world is actually there's so much of it that we don't know about. Yeah. Um, you know, we've pretty much exhausted everything on land. We, you know, pretty much know how it works out, up here. But down below, yeah, we, there's so much we don't know. And that is where new discoveries are going to be. That's if I was working as a scientist, that was where I think it's, it's yeah. It feels like we know more about space and planets than... Yeah, well, they do say we know more about the surface of the moon than we do about the bottom of the ocean. And that's true, isn't it? Where you know, every year we're finding new species, um, new habitats, you know, new behaviour. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah. And even with the familiar creatures as well. Um, uh, you know, we were talking about the seals up in the Farne Islands. It was only a couple of years ago where um, somebody noticed some unusual behaviour where the seals were rubbing themselves uh, against a sort of gravelly bottom. Um, and that had never been seen before. And then they, you know, we, we I remember covering it for the one show um, and we were asking seal scientists what it might be, whether it was some sort of parasite removal, whether it's some sort of posturing behaviour, whether they were just enjoying it, you know, having a bit of a map. But so, you know, an animal as familiar as a grey seal uh, and as big as a grey seal, you know, as easy to study as a grey seal, still we're, we are observing new behaviour. That's So there's benefits of a gravity bottom after all. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we like seeing a gravity bottom, don't we, in the river? Do we? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Moving on. Um, so... Uh, we've had you know some of your uh, friends on the podcast as well so um, we talked about them briefly you know uh, Monty, Andy Torbett, um, Steve who we see all, all the time on social media you know what's it like with your you know when you go to the Go, uh, go Diving show uh, we've got Mark coming on as well you know what's it like when you guys all get together you know it's, it's good really fun good. And, it's really good yeah. I always feel really small because they're all huge I've got a photograph of me and Monty when we were, we were filming together and there's about a two foot height difference between 
He's enormous. So, yeah, um, yeah, I always feel like the token female sometimes, um, which is a bit of a shame. Um, but yeah, it's always good. We've always got stuff to talk about. We always have a good old moan about, oh, there's this and there's that. Oh. But actually, we all always say how lucky we are. And also just trying to make things better and work more efficiently. And um, a lot of conservation issues come up about mm -hmm. what we do. You know, we're incredibly lucky, the positions that we have. What can we do to highlight another conservation issue, bring people's attention towards something that's going on that we're not happy about? So those sort of things. But we actually don't meet up that often, really. Our paths don't really cross that often because we very rarely end up working together. So it is normally at the, the dive shows where we actually get to sit and talk. Actually, at Go Diving in um, this year, we all just sort of, we were meant to be sociable and sort of hang out and you know, talk to everybody. And we all sort of huddled together in the bar and just... <laughs> in our heads from the rest of the world and it was just really nice actually just like having you know drink with some mates it's catch up yeah, yeah. it's great to have that face of you know four great people that people can associate with very easily and it's you know they're not scary and yeah just yeah oh. and actually it's really it's lovely at those shows because we do all walk around and people do come up just people just you know want to ask you questions about stuff you know diving and that's that's great really i love it it's really good because we got talking last year i came up to you after you yeah. after you talked about your book <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to come set that. yeah i'll sign your book yeah <laughs> <laughs> what you about, though? it's important we wouldn't be there if we didn't enjoy that that side of things yeah no. that's really good yeah and is it right you've written a book with monty Hawks? Yeah. yeah, really long time ago. We did a Dorling Kindersley guide to scuba diving. And um, I was actually pregnant when I was writing that book. Um, and we were, it was, we were offered this amazing dive shoot to go out and do, you know, photos for the book. And I couldn't go because I was pregnant. So. <laughs> And you'll see Monty's picture in the book a lot. I think there's one picture. In there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. It's, that's how it is, actually. Um, yeah. but, I've, but I've recently written a book um, for children all about the sea, copy of it in the other room, um, <laughs> which is, um, is really fun illustrations. There's this amazing lady called Jill Calder who's just brought um, lots of colour and energy and fun um, without losing scientific detail um, of a lot of the different fish. And so yeah. that came out last year. Uh, so that's aimed at sort of late primary, early secondary. So it's all about the different habitats that we mm. have. In the, yeah. And your other book? Sorry? You, and your other book? You've got another book yeah, out. Well, oh, so uh, a couple of other, so I wrote one on Best British a few years ago and um, on birds. Um, yeah. So that seems very, that's the same as quite a large sort of illustration, but very factual. Um, so that was written in association with the RSPB. Um, and again, aimed at that same sort of audience of children. Yeah, and just mentioning birds, you're the president of the RSPB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you've been since 2013, is that right? So, yeah. yeah, it's been yeah. ages. It's just absolutely flown by. Um, but loving that, really. Uh, it's been an amazing organisation. They're so big. <laughs> so they really stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, you're just reaching so many Both nationally phenomenal. So yeah, that's. So are there any other charities or organisations that you? um sort of promote or oh yeah <laughs> whales and dolphins is that right <laughs> yeah um well i just very exciting actually i've just been approached by paddy and asked to be an ambassador diver um Ooh. paddy so um so the first uk one so they've got internationally help promote diving uk one that's good that is quite exciting Brilliant. actually so um and through that i just 
you know, I sort of mentioned earlier about really wanting to get younger people. I think the two things I'm going to really bang on about British diving um, and get people fired up about diving in the UK um, yeah. and also just try and reach a younger audience. I just thought diving was out of reach. I really wasn't aware of that it was accessible, but um, there's much more of a movement now to bring diving, you know, like the scouts mm. and, um, and incentives so they can get that. And, it's yeah. and obviously... You know, it's not the easiest thing to do. Uh, it's not like to ride a bike, but, um, you know, if they're near um, a training pool or quarry or something like that, there's no reason. Yeah. I think it's so exciting. And the skills, it's, you know, so much, you know, really teaches you to grow up. Um, you really got to look after yourself and be really, you do get a bit molly coddled nowadays, you know, so much, but diving really, teaching, planning, so much. <laughs> <laughs> put it in part of the physics curriculum but there's so much that it can bring for, to young people so i'm quite excited about getting involved. i don't actually know what i'm going to be doing but um, this is what i'm hoping um yeah. you know because my kids have come through paddies um you know i can see how much they've um apart from the whole conservation we're taught to die go out with a net bag and stuff. Yeah. that's a big part of learning so yeah. many good one of the things that we said to uh what what we discussed with monty was leave the dive site better than how you found it oh yeah 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 uh it's a big thing for me it's like when i go for a walk um uh, or we, actually with big thing when we're paddleboard uh, litter from the river um you know i will all if i see a coke can or, or a bit of litter I, I have to pick it up so it's a big thing when, when and i've done quite a lot of work with um so organizations um there's an amazing one in here in pembrokeshire called narc there's a neptune's army of rubbish clearance uh, okay um and they're they're absolutely brilliant and every dive they do they are there doing it to clean up the oceans and make them a better place yeah take my hat off to people like that i don't yeah. be fish but they are mm. people, uh, untangling um you know monofilament from spider crabs and things like that which work but, um that is really as divers you are yeah, yeah. yeah have, you, have you actually sort of physically noticed a difference from when you first started diving in the uk to kind of now and what is in the sea in terms of what shouldn't be there yeah yeah definitely um i think it's probably more noticeable on beaches so as you're you're entering the water and next water um just how much stuff you just horrible i think obviously you know on the seabed there is there is stuff but um often you know that gets swept out a bit or, or taken down so you you may be not as aware um, but definitely yeah the beach is for i mean i do quite a bit of work with we were talking about organizations and um, with marine conservation society yeah. about their beach cleans you know their two minute beach cleans which are amazing um so they're doing a lot of really work ongoing we just have to yeah. realize that we can as individuals do so much um you know not to feel like oh i'm only a little lone person on my own i'm going to affect it too yeah momentum going as well. yeah. yeah 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 and to you know just shout about it all the time as well it's just so all, the time. all the time yeah and uh, you know young people are listening you know the young people are amazing kids are absolutely phenomenal about how much passion enthusiasm they've they've got why do we lose that when we why do we just mm. turn the page or the channel or that message and i think that's that's really sad to realize that it's still a massive going to go yeah. away need to yeah yeah and talking we we interviewed um a Oh, he's, he's only just turned 16, but he was so passionate about his diving. And you can see if that passion is there, it doesn't, it can be the passion about anything, but he's diving. And he was just like, blew me away. Yeah, just because he was, he just knows he wants to go on and on and on. But, you know, and a great advocate for, he was in Northern Ireland in, on the west side, west coast. And yeah, he's just like, yeah, wow. <laughs> so what do you do in your kind of spare time? Yeah, you, we know you've got a love of music. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
I'm a very busy lady. Um, I don't really have spare time now. Uh, if I do, it gets filled rapidly. So obviously the family take up a lot of, a lot. Of, um, so I've started horse rides. Um, started mm. um, I love gardening. Um, we've got a dog. So I love dog walking. Anything I can do to be out. Yeah. So your whole, Wiki, your Wikipedia says that apparently you've got 10 chickens as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we have we've got chickens love my chickens i don't know there's something about chickens i don't i think if you haven't kept chickens you don't appreciate how cool they are um and they've all got different personalities and they're really funny they're just you know when i'm doing my washing up in the evening i can look out of the window and they're just, just lovely lovely i think people. they're quite relaxing they're just yeah. I, grew, I grew up with chickens and they're just like yeah, you just watch them. <laughs> <laughs> watch them for hours. Have they all got names? No, we did start naming them, but we've got sort of, um, we had started off doing battery rescues when, when battery, um, but they all look the same. So yeah, they're just chickens. Really. I mean, occasionally you get one um, that the kids will name. It's a little bit odd. Different. So we had one that kept jumping on your shoulder and then um, that got a name, but then it learned to fly outside. Oh good thing so they're all in a close in electric fence and been absolutely no problem lucky he wasn't so lucky. <laughs> yeah. so he's quite actually a uh, quite a bright chicken then because actually when you thought he was being actually nice his what he's actually doing was testing the um, security <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah no they're brilliant so um, yeah i suppose i just spend yeah i spend a lot of time outdoors um i spend a lot of time uh trying to do the kids it's not filming um, i like going into schools and lectures and that's things. good trying to yeah. inspire children about getting about this is this is my mission in life is away and out into the natural stuff whether it's den building or whatever. Yes. that's really fun. yeah so plans for the rest of this year any what what sort of plans have you got really interesting isn't it because i mean it's it's hard to plan anything because we don't really know from tomorrow do we so um filming wise really really just don't know where we're at um so too many unknowns for me uh so that's yeah uh um i think that you know i've so things i've definitely got to look forward to are um this new role with paddy uh, what that's going to bring, uh, what opportunities that's going to have. Um, I say I, I really love going into schools and, and some inspiring children, but with the whole COVID thing, we can't do that. So it's looking at opportunities online, which is just that much harder, really. You just haven't got that people. So trying to find innovative ways online of inspiring kids to, whether it's diving or just going out and, and spending more time uh, out and about with nature. Um, so, yeah, a lot more of that. Um, definitely some more dive training so I don't get rusty because um, yeah obviously I haven't dived this year I didn't actually do a huge amount last year which was weird it was a, it was a funny year with filming um, so um, and yeah I need to get the kids somehow get the kids uh, back in the water as well what dive location is on your wish list or bucket when we can get out um, what dive location uh, so oh too, too many to mention i think uh, i visited australia um uh quite a few years ago probably four or five years ago now and i did get to dive the barrier reef but only briefly and yeah. so i would like to do more dive but i mean i think east and west coast of australia as well i mean we didn't do any diving in the west coast and i think that would be that's be very very exciting to go and do mm. some diving there so but i've only really dipped my toe in with the barrier reef and i think that would be you know before 
we lose so much of it. Um, I'd like to do more diving there, but I have a long bucket list because I dive so much in the UK and I don't actually do a huge much uh, amount uh, internationally. Um, I've got a long, long list of places, but do you know, I'm, I'm looking at it now and thinking how much traveling do I want to do in the future? Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm actually quite happy with what I have done. Um, maybe I'm just going to stick to the UK more and more. So yeah. we'll see. Have you got anywhere in the UK that you'd want to go next? Yeah, well, I haven't, I've done a little bit of diving in Southern Ireland. Um, and so it's particularly Southwest and I'd like to go and do some more there. It's really beautiful, really rugged coastal wildlife, great people. Um, and I'd like to do more there. So I think, in fact, we were going to, it was our family trip to this summer was going to be a road trip around some, which sadly isn't going to happen. Um, but I really love that part of, I know it's not Great Britain, isn't it? It's accessible, um, isn't it? Without having to fly. So Yeah, so I think once we can safely get on a ferry, um, we'll go and discover, rediscover that, that um, sort of southwest coast of Ireland. And I'd like to do diving out. Mm. I like the wild, really wild windswept landscapes, really rugged. Me too. Um, I like being battered backwards and forwards i quite I find that quite exhilarating but you get you know you get really interesting underwater habitats um so yeah, yeah that would be yeah. talking of, talking of animals what's your favorite marine animal and why right well another really difficult <laughs> just so hard i mean i think um the one that tops the bill pretty much every time is the gray seal we, we were talking about the gray seal islands i think just for sheer um sort of um the, the relationship you can have with that animal um it, is just incredible you know they're social air breathing mammals just exactly the same as we are they're incredibly incredibly intelligent um and the, the sort of interaction that you have with them like that it's you know there's some amazing fish there was some amazing crustaceans um but i think to, to be face to face with a seal and you look into its eye and <clears throat> it looks into yours some some sort of connection can't there. wait to go now so, um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and it's also, I think the dives that you never want to get out of the water, you know, however cold you are, you know, you've been in there an hour and, you know, you're running low on your air and you're freezing cold. I'd ever want to get out of the water. Something yeah. So, yeah, I think, I think grey seals up there. Yeah, Absolutely. that's great. Um, obviously, diving with people, if you could dive with three people, they don't need to be a diver, they can snorkel. Who would you want to dive with? They could be past, present, family. So, yeah. So I mentioned earlier, there was this lovely lady yes. who I trained with. So I think that would be, her. do you want me to tell that story again? Or can you just, um, yeah, we can just, you know, you can say that. You can so, uh, yeah, I think, so, so she, say she was the first sort of woman that I, I, I dived with and um, just, she had a, just a lovely way with me. And um, we looked after each other a lot when we were kitting up rather than just sort of being left on your own doing stuff. You know, we all struggle with a twisted strap or something like that. And, and I just think when you're kitting up with a bloke, they'll just sort of look at you and like, well, you get on with that. And, but another woman will often come up and just help you a little bit more. And I like that. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think you should have to struggle. <laughs> Uh, it's, all, it's all about making it easy. I'm, I like an easy life for me. I don't need to struggle. Um, so, and just the fact that underwater with her, you know, we just shared everything. Obviously, you can't speak underwater very easily. Um, and so she pointed everything out to me. It's like she really wanted, she, she'd seen something, so she needed to share it with me. Not like, oh, I've seen that. I'm something else. I don't really care about my buddy. There was a real, there was a real partnership there. So I would like to resurrect her because she died a few years ago and 
I would love to bring her back and just say, actually, yeah, can we go and dive together? Because it's a fun thing ever. Um, yeah. We had a lovely trip to the Red Sea together. And um, yeah, she's one of my favourite people ever to be in the water with. So Libby Lee, uh, oh. I would love to have you back. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Uh, so she's my number one. Um, and I, I met Sylvia Earle a few years ago and I had a very brief interview and I would like to spend more with her. And that would yeah. be really such. And, but, you know, I still want to be, you know, when I'm, I'm her age, I still want to be doing, you know, as much as I'm doing now or as much as she's doing. I think she's amazing, such an inspiration. Um, so, uh, yeah. And, I mean, and obviously people like, you know, how amazing would it be to go for a David Attenborough? But, I mean, that would be just amazing. Having his commentary in your, in your ear as you snorkel or something like that. <laughs> oh, that would be the answer. Um, so, yeah, I have to put him down as well. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, I remember my kids meeting him and it was like me, just like the thing they had ever done. So, yeah, that would be 10 minutes. I can imagine meeting him, you'd think, God, you just, there'd be so many questions you'd want to ask and it'd so never be enough time. Thing, is that we all had so many questions for him and yet he ended up asking of questions about what they were doing, pets at home, you know, what their favourite animal stuff they did. So when wow. our time you know when our chat with him had, had finished the kids were like but i didn't ask him about this i didn't ask him about that i said it didn't matter really i know you had all those questions but he wanted to know about you uh and that's lovely so amazing yeah yeah that, and that you know that comes across then it went you know every time you see him on telly no matter what he's talking about it's just like blows you away yeah, yeah. brilliant uh what is your favorite piece of dive equipment oh, and yeah. why? absolutely so my all-time best a uh, bit of dive kit um is the most untechnical thing which is a tank you know it's a piece oh, of yeah. a plastic ball that you put at the bottom of your tank um and i just remember you know diving with somebody with one of these or one of those sort of shaky things you know yeah. and you're diving in a group you know you're doing a guided dive with a group of people and um if somebody at the back of the group sees something there's no way you can notify the rest of the group unless you have one of these and you know even diving with my husband we've both got them and you see something interesting you can immediately alert your buddy and bring them over yeah. how many times have you been on a dive yeah. with you know even with one person or with a group of people and they go oh did you see the and you're going didn't see no. you missed it but you know <laughs> if you don't the always work either he had one of those you wouldn't miss anything on a dive yeah. and i think actually for a safety point of view as well you know if you have an issue and your your buddy is uh out of you know you've got poor visibility or whatever you can alert somebody to what's going on so i always dive with one of those and i think and you can make one yourself you can although yeah. i haven't bought one but you can make it yourself and but the number of people who haven't heard of them as well and you go tank yeah. payment and they go a what i haven't <laughs> you need to get one absolutely i've learned something i've learned something <laughs> it's a bit with like a big it's like a marble or a bead attached yeah. to it and you just pull it and then you release it and it goes ping on the side of your tank i mean it's that scientific isn't it but everybody around will go what where what and so you can alert them if you're about to be Ah. I like that. <laughs> Not that's really. good. Last of the questions, um, and that's brilliant. Um, so, if you could put something on a billboard, and it's non-commercial, it's uh, just a statement. It can be an image, it can be a question, a quote. It can be just uh, something to get the message out to the millions and billions of people who are out there. And there's something you want to say. Is there anything that comes to mind? 
Yeah, I mean, we've, we've touched a little bit about um, ocean plastics and waste and things like that. And so I found a quote by somebody called Annie Leonard, um, which says, there's no such thing as away. When we throw anything, it must go somewhere. Um, and I just think actually we do, we, we do chuck stuff away, don't we? We just imagine that it's just going to disintegrate. And I think we need to take much more responsibility about the stuff that we have and how much we we throw away and what we can reuse. I think lockdown has really helped, especially our family uh, with that. We've had quite a few things that are broken and my husband's been like, right, I'm going to fix that kettle or that whatever. You know, he's invested in a bit of electronic gadgetry or something and, and managed to fix a few things that normally we may have said, actually, right, we've got to, we've got to bin that and get another one. Um, I mean, I have a, a lot, I could get on a soapbox and talk about a whole load of things, but I do think we just consume far too much for this planet and we've lost that art of mending things and you know we recycle a little bit don't we but not really very much think about it and I love when we can take something and refabricate it and make it into something else rather than just chucking it away and that's very much something we try to do with the family it's like yeah that's broken can we fix it um if or can we salvage anything from it before we throw the other bits away and yeah where do those bits go when we throw them away um yeah not until so that's that i think you know say there's so many messages i'd like to share but i think that's the one thing that we all really can learn um especially when we're all having a bit of a rethink about yeah, yeah. imagine during lockdown um so yeah oh, that's great yeah great great answers Thank you. Have you got any questions for us at all? Um, yeah, for you, actually. So where are you hoping to do your first open water dive? Um, uh, Gildenberg in Peterborough, near Peterborough. So that's where the actual thing's going to be. But then obviously I want to, I, I went with Ian to the Farne Islands as a non-diver, but obviously yeah. heard about it. So that would be yeah, top of the list, I think, already. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And what, why, why did you, what was it about diving that took you so long? <laughs> <laughs> I've not been in contact with any divers um, before I met Ian. So it's just kind of, which is stupid really, because that shows me that we need to talk about it more to make it accessible for more people. Because yeah, if you just assume, oh, that's not, um, or it's out of my reach, but it really isn't. It's, you know, yeah. it is possible. It's a bit too James Bond and it's a bit too, um, yeah, there's lots of kit and it's all really complicated. And, and actually when you realise that an eight-year-old can learn how a 10-year-old, exactly. it's really not that difficult. And a lot of it is just some basic learning and some basic physics um, and it's thrown in. Yeah. So. yeah, and it's great to learn something new as well. So yeah, because I'm a great one for wanting to learn new things. <laughs> new skills yeah new skills so yeah so it's been really lovely to meet you yeah Thanks, yeah. Great you yeah good luck with the diving Gemma. it's really exciting well yeah. it's very inspiring it's, i've been so lucky to talk to so many you know amazing people you know like yourself and yeah the other guests we've had on as well it's it's you know there's not many other people that probably would be in that position but yeah it's inspired <laughs> me even more and makes me want to yeah get in the water that's so great brilliant great cool. But anyway, thank you very much. Pleasure. Lovely to meet you both. Thank you very much. Enjoy your evening. Thank you. Take care. Bye. 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 Thank you.
think to that, I really enjoyed um, chatting to Miranda, didn't you? Yeah, amazing. And like just such an ambassador for UK diving, which is just amazingly important at the moment. Um, you know, when you when you talk, when we were talking to her, um, you could see the passion on her face, but you know, she gets excited. Um, yeah. And it's really great to see, you know, that's, you know, uh, that that's all truth. So, um, you know, that's really great. It's great to talk about UK diving and, um, well, and this year we'll be doing a lot more of it, yeah. probably more than any other year. Yeah, and hopefully it'll be an inspiration for people to, you know, try diving while we can and it's all UK based. So. Yeah, and for our non-divers who listen, um, you can do, you can see loads with snorkeling, you know, um, there's loads of good Facebook groups out there, uh, listen to a good podcast and also, you know, tap up with your local dive centres and speak to them. They'll tell you about some great places you can go snorkeling and also about how you can even do a try dive as well. So, uh, and take that next step. This is always good. So if you enjoy snorkeling, maybe this is the year to get in the water and, you know, get a try diving and see if you enjoy that. So, yeah, it's been really good. I, I really enjoyed that today. So uh, thank you very much, Miranda, for your time. Um, you know, for giving us your time and energy. That was brilliant. Yeah, really good. Yeah, total inspiration. And yeah, UK diving is the way to go. Anyway, that's enough of us rambling on for this week. So I think we'll leave it here and we'll go in and do a dive somewhere. Don't you think, Gemma? Yeah, I think we'll have a dive in between episode 23 and 24. Awesome. All right. Well, until then, I hope you're all safe and well. Speak to you soon. Okay, bye.